please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Jesus looked different on that day, that day when Peter and John and James went up on the mountain with him, that day that we tell about when we celebrate what we call the Transfiguration. Moses looked different when he came down from the mountain with those stone tablets. Perhaps sometimes beauty is more than skin deep. Sometimes what is visible on the outside has some genuine significance for what is below the surface. This was true of both Moses and Jesus in our readings for today. Moses' face was transformed by the time he spent in the presence of God. Jesus' face was transformed by God when God wanted to reveal Jesus' identity to those three disciples. And I heard about another face that was transformed, the face of an unnamed cadaver. I remember hearing the story on National Public Radio some years ago now, and I can't remember what the whole point of the story is, but I was very struck by the description Dr. Pauline Chen talked about the first cadaver she ever dissected in medical school. Don't worry, this isn't going to get gross. (laughs) Over the course of that woman's illness and death, her illness had caused the muscles in her body to atrophy, largely through increasing disuse. The muscles all throughout her body had wasted away. But not quite all throughout her body. Not quite all the muscles. Dr. Chen saw the atrophied muscles and expected to see that everywhere in the body. But there was an exception. The woman's facial muscles were more developed, developed from being used steadily all through the end of her life. What Dr. Chen learned from this, which she says she has seen repeatedly over the course of her medical career, what she learned from this was that this was a woman who lived fully right through the end of her life. She was using her facial muscles in the company of those who came to visit her, using those muscles we use to smile or that are engaged when we cry or laugh or maybe wink at a granddaughter. Those facial muscles were fully developed. The development of this patient's facial muscles, the look of this patient's face, showed how she was living fully in the face of illness. The look of Jesus' face showed how close he was to God. The look of Moses' face showed that he had spent time with God. What look might show our proximity to God? What look reveals our time spent with God? Does it show? I wonder. I don't think it always does. But at the same time, can't you think of those occasional people who you look at and you think, he's the real deal. This is a person of genuine faith. This is a person of spiritual depth. Sometimes it's something the person says or something specific they've done. But sometimes it's an intangible something, a sense that we get that we maybe can't put our finger on. Seems as if you can simply look at someone and see their spirit see their connection to spirit. Of course, our eyes can play tricks on us. 
It's never good to place too much stock in appearances. Sometimes time and knowledge and familiarity show that our first impressions of a person were wrong. Sometimes we find that there is no substance behind that first impression of spirit. And sometimes we learn that people who seemed unremarkable at first glance have a depth that we had not imagined. So without placing too much weight on appearances, I want to think about what it might be like if our faith did show. What look might we have? What appearance might tip someone off that we've spent time in the presence of God? Sometimes it's a look of serenity or peace. Sometimes it's the fire of passion, a light in the eyes that shine with conviction or hope. Sometimes it's the look of satisfaction or contentment that comes from good work faithfully undertaken. Sometimes it's those lines of wisdom and understanding that are etched into a face through suffering and growth. Serenity, passion, contentment, suffering, and growth. All these things can be gifts. Gifts we receive and use in living our faith. And maybe when we do, maybe it shows. And what if we look beyond our individuality and our individual practice of faith? What is the face of this church? What about our faith shows when we look at this church? There are all kinds of ways to think about the face we show as a church and what it means, what message our face sends. Some of that is about our physical space. Does the look of the place convey a sense of welcome? Is our look accessible and inviting to folks? It is functional, specifically to serve the functions that best help the practice of our faith. Part of the face we show as a church, our appearance and how that reflects our faith, has to do with physical space. I wonder, what kind of look would communicate that this is a place for reaching out to God? A physical space that makes you want to invite God's presence with you, that draws you in to listening and reflection. Another part of the face we show as a church is how the activities of living out our faith together are apparent. As we see people coming and going, as we see what people are doing here, does our faith show? I wonder, what kind of look might reflect a commitment to service? What might the face of our church look like if it were to display a sense of closeness to God? The biblical story of Jesus' transfiguration is very visual. It vividly describes the visual images of what was seen by Peter and John and James on that day. And it's fun to play with this idea of how our faith might show. But as I said earlier, our eyes can play tricks on us, and it isn't good to place too much stock in appearances. Here's where our gospel reading interjects a worthwhile corrective to the emphasis on what is visible. A voice comes from the cloud, and we understand that voice to be the voice of God. And that voice says, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. 
The disciples saw an image of Jesus transformed, and that image revealed much about who Jesus was. And yes, there are ways our faith might show. But beyond appearances, we learn much more by listening to Jesus. And beyond appearances, we must learn by listening to one another. It's by listening to each other's stories, to our life stories, to each other's faith and hopes, to each other's vulnerability, to each other's failures and lessons learned. It's by listening deeply that we really come to honor and cherish one another's journeys. Because faith is a journey, not a destination. It's important to listen. Which brings us back to the faces we show. We have these expressions of putting our best face forward or to put on a good face. But I want to suggest that we do not simply put on a good face. Not if we want to journey together and grow in faith. My hope is that this is a community where we don't need to hide behind a happy face. My hope is for this to be a community where it's safe to share the whole picture and our truest stories. God calls us to listen, and the listening we are called to do must be compassionate. Peter's reaction to Jesus' transformed appearance was to want to build a set of dwellings. Peter wanted to capture the presence of the prophets as if to hold them in place, preserve that moment. Peter had the wrong idea there. The right kind of dwelling doesn't contain or fix God's presence. Of course we can't capture God's presence. Faith is a journey and not a destination. But perhaps we can imagine a kind of dwellings that might shine with God's presence. We are these dwellings, living lives that show in our faces where we've been, how we've struggled, how we have walked with God. We can make our space such a dwelling here at this church, a space that invites and reveals how we might walk with God. It isn't about appearances, really. Certainly not about how things appear on the surface. It's about what we, we might reveal through the face we show to others. What we reveal of our truth, our depth, our faith, and our hope. Let us be transfigured by the faith we know. Let us be transfigured by the faith that is inside that it might show. And let our church be transfigured by the faith we live out through this place. Amen.